1: Welcome back, Redheads, to another episode of the Redheads Book Club, August edition, coming to you a little late. Sorry about that. I'm going to take the hit for that because that was all me. It's okay. I needed it. I said on the toast when I said we were moving back the Redheads, I was like, you know, it's so hard scheduling conflict for four girls. But the truth is, it was just me. Like, we had a schedule and I conflicted it.
2: 100%. For a very good reason.
0: And also, none of us had started the book by the time you moved it, which was beautiful because you get
2: mad at conflicts when i've started the book can i speak (laughs) yeah
1: oh my god you keep talking over it must be so long since we did a podcast because rule number one is wait your turn and it's like you're staring directly at me like you know that i'm speaking yeah you're
2: right i just get off on logistics i'm sorry it's It's okay okay.
0: but what i was gonna say is sometimes we do a very last minute change when like we've already read the book i.e (laughs) louise
1: oh my god and we had to wait and wait and wait when
0: like you're sitting on that knowledge and like just Choming at the bit to discuss yes but that was not the
1: case at all No, that
2: when we were on our way here the crane (laughs) fell yeah yeah. i I was actually thinking about
1: that i forgot what you guys were talking about the street was closed so we actually
2: couldn't record
1: so we had to push it back and it was a whole dilemma but now we're here ready for the august episode of the redheads this has been probably about six weeks since we all saw each other now and i missed you ladies i really did wow feels like just yesterday i can't lie yes what was the last book we read nature of fragile things no that does feel like that feels a long time it feels like six
3: weeks ago i couldn't tell you what that book was about yeah, you liked <laughs> Wait, it san so francisco way. oh yeah. yes
1: Earthly. yes thank you You liked it. Too, i so did much. like
3: it i remember that i can't we say the same about this liked
1: book it. okay <laughs> let's get into this book because everyone is already starting to talk shit so. well you know it's been a, it's been
3: a little bit of a long time since we've had a book that we don't like that, uh, some, don't like, yourself, that some don't like Speak for yourself that some don't like speak i feel yourself. like we've been pretty you know peaceful here and i'm about to fuck shit up
1: <laughs> oh god okay Before you do that, we read Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. It is a book set sometime in the future, probably. To me, it reminded me of an episode of Black Mirror, just where there's all this new technology that we're unfamiliar with, but that you can pretty much understand from the jump. We are hearing the story from the viewpoint of Clara, who is a girl AF. (laughs) AF stands for artificial friend. Clara starts her journey in a store where eventually she is found and, I guess, bought by... Josie, who is going to be her companion teenager, who Clara will be the artificial friend to. She goes to live with Josie. Josie, it is clear, is sick. It's not clear why she's sick or what's wrong with her. Everyone's trying to figure that out, Clara included. Clara becomes a big part of Josie's life. Um, Her mom does a weird fucking thing where she, like, gets a bust made of her life-size Josie. And then eventually they want to put Clara in her, Um, which was really a low point for me. (laughs) And... Then at the end of the day, Josie is cured. Clara grows old with her, moves to the junkyard, sorts through her memories for the rest of her life. How'd I do?
0: (laughs) Perfect.
3: (laughs) I think
1: after that write-up,
0: you're about to defend this book. Well,
1: here's what I'll go first since you're coming for me about how I feel, overall thoughts on the book. When I started reading this book, I really liked it. I liked Clara's tone. I liked the picture it was painting of AFs. I liked Clara's, you know perceptiveness her observations I like that she was going to be living with Josie and there was all this like exciting stuff happening so I would say at 40% that was the first time I like put it down after I picked it up I was like wow I really like this book I'm excited to see what's going to happen I feel like it's going to be sad I feel like Josie's going to die what's Clara as an AF without her teenager I was like this is going to blow my mind my problem with the book is that Mr. Ishiguro did not land the plane I liked everything about the book except how it ended like there was, and I thought, the, I thought the ending was not good. Yeah, I, I really didn't. I thought there was going to be so much more. I thought we were going to finally understand this weird world that they live in that's kind of like Hunger Gamesy, and we would understand how everyone like, came to be and what it really meant to be lifted. We found out afterwards it meant like genetically modified, your GMO but um I, I didn't even that. realize that <laughs> they, they oh, called it age. I it was like, literally hey. one
2: line they called it age and it said for artificial genetic editing but yeah. it, it was very easy to miss yeah wow. they, I saw they, that, they that it's capitalized they,
1: first they said genetic editing and then they said age AG. and so that's the difference between Rick and Josie uh, Josie's mom and Josie chose for her to get
2: and between close and she got sick and, right because of it and, and, and so did the other daughter
1: that they got sick because of the genetic editing yes. and so it's like was it worth it and so and so did Saul Sal, Sal, yes, not exactly. so
2: simple of a book anymore. Snitch. No, no, oh it's literally God. so simple. So, anyways, I liked
1: where it was. It had the makings of a really good book, but then the end sort of fell apart for me, as opposed to building up to something great. That's where I stand. Okay. Um, interesting
0: take. I went into this book thinking it was going to be kind of like an Orson Wells 1984 dystopian, right. or like um. What was that book? Oh, Ender's Game. So I was like, okay, like this is about to be like totally the world flipped upside down. Then it was like, this is just the world, but like a few tweaks are off. Like they still had divorce, they still had like separation, but then all of a sudden they're talking about like. Um, the dad being let go from his job and like maybe in a fascist cult (laughs) and like i was like is this is this part of the dystopia or like did he just get fired like i it was such a blurred line between whether or not this was just like uh, the the united states of america but also
1: where were they were they in new york city like who knows i think they were in the u.s i didn't get new york city vibes but then they would talk about California or like Minnesota. So I was like, okay, I think they're in the US. And, so but then I thought theater. it was
0: interesting because they talked about Rick being from England. So I was like, okay, like they're orienting themselves in the world in that we know. Times. But we don't know where they are. So I, it just felt like it was 90% like our world and then 10% weird inconsistencies and futuristic esque situations that they did not properly expand on. So I was like, just confused. And for that reason, I'm like, this is not well done. I was so freaking confused. And like I'm I'm fairly <laughs> intellectual, I would say. Like I can yeah. piece stuff together. But I was like, can someone tell me what lift it is? Can someone tell me why she's sick? Can someone tell me like why like this sun connection? And like is anybody gonna like let Clara know that like she can't talk to the sun? Like, or could or she? Maybe she could, you know. Also, like, was the guy whose barn it was like I thought
3: he was going to come out at some point. Like there's just so many things. When everything was happening in front of that theater and it was like so
1: confusing. I was like That was like, probably to... the worst part for me. I also yeah. Ooh, a... I loved that. I had a migraine while I was reading it and I was like um, it's getting I worse. feel You're... like I feel like my brain juice is leaking from my brain like Clara. <laughs> no well. but it like didn't can...
2: achieve the desired result like it was supposed to reflect her to- internal turmoil by how she was viewing the outside world and like that's how she was experiencing it like so jumbled, so frenetic, so chaotic like that was why I thought it was a great scene. Got it. Well, since mm. the haters
1: have had a chance to speak their mind, I would like to hear from Dana who probably I actually
3: didn't get a chance to speak my mind. <laughs> well, you've
1: been speaking a lot, tanchar Okay. No, I just because I was a person who liked it and then we heard from a person who didn't, I want to hear from another person who liked it. And the person who chose this book, Dana.
2: Okay, I seriously loved this book. I'm not even saying that to be contrarian or because I chose it and I feel the need to defend it. Like I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was so profound. I thought it touched upon like really intensely human conditioned themes which is ironic given that it was about like an artificial friend and I felt like it couldn't have been more human, like mortality, love, loss. I do agree with you Ruth that it was very confusing. Like they I kept waiting for something big to happen and big to be explained and it kind of never landed. But I think that's just like his genre, his writing. Like you kind of just have to lean in and accept that like it is 90% reality and it is 10% like dystopian futuristic weird and like once you kind of accept that you're not going to understand everything about it and just kind of go with the flow, like I think it's easier to digest. And there were moments where things did click and when things didn't. So like when you figure out that an Oblong is like an iPad or an iPhone, like you put that together, you figure out like Lifted has something to do with being educated and genetically modified, like that you put together. Or like
1: even like the way she would see things in in boxes. I was like the AFs go into each box every night. But no, it's like her vision is in like a graph.
2: Exactly. So those were like things that I think you're just supposed to put together as you continue reading with context clues. But then there's other big themes that you're just like waiting for the aha moment that never comes. So I did feel that level of frustration for sure. In general, though, like I found myself thinking about this book for so long after I would put it down, I would find the themes just like extremely poignant and effective. And I don't know, I really liked it.
1: I just I really liked it, too. I don't know if I'm thinking about some of the questions longer than when I was reading the book but I really miss Clara like I really and this is what I was going to come here and say today like I really identified with Clara and this book because to me it was a book about counselors and campers.
3: (laughs) So I'm technically the counselor. But
1: the thing is it's unclear between Clara and Josie who is the counselor and who is the camper and I would argue that at times what they were switching roles because Josie had a lot to learn from Clara like she's artificial intelligence she's programmed to know everything but Clara had a lot to learn from Josie so I just really I loved Clara's POV I really did I liked hearing from her perspective
2: she was such a sympathetic character like your heart really and she was just so like for someone who
1: doesn't have I guess emotions or a heart like She was so good, yeah. You know, yeah.
0: No, Clara was great. It was just like the the weaving of the story. I it It was like every page you
3: turn was a different weird thing, (laughs) and you were like, I'm just supposed to like go along with this, like, all right. No, like all
0: my notes are like, what the fuck. (laughs) Well.
1: I will ask you in a bit to sh- highlight some of those highlights and let us know what was the most confusing because maybe someone else understood that part. But snitch, you've been sitting there waiting to say your piece. No,
3: I'm what not. What did I'm, you think of? The I'm book? not going to go in that hard. Like maybe I'm too dumb to understand this, the brilliance. <laughs> to quote Dana, "Brilliant." <laughs> this book was brilliant. The brilliance behind this book. But like, I'm sorry. Did I did not the second I put the book down, I forgot about it. I did not think about it again. Like in the beginning, I was like. I texted Jackie. I was like, I just want to make sure I'm reading the right book, like AF. (laughs) And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like I, not my genre, but also like, I don't, it felt like it was a book for actually children. Like it literally could have been a children's book that you read to Michaela every night. Like I was just not interested. So many things just did not add up. Like the whole sun thing like came out of nowhere. And also like, I didn't know where we were. I couldn't even like imagine anything in the book like just thinking about what these people looked like was was did Clara look like a robot or did she look like a human does anybody know
1: I think both I think at, first, first, like I she, at the first I thought she was like a little pod but then I like realized she's Echo? probably the size of a person and she has arms and legs and
2: It's clear that she's a robot, but she's human-sized. And they described her as looking like a cute French girl, so I think there's definitely, like, a human element to her.
3: Yeah, but they can definitely also tell that they're AFs because, like, people like,
2: look at her. Yeah, there was no confusion. She was able to go on Rick's back. (laughs) Right, but she also couldn't
1: really get through the field in the same way that, you know, Josie might have been able to. So she definitely had limitations. Okay, let's get into the DBQs because I do think that some of these questions from the book's Reader's Guide, thank you very much, Mm -hmm. will help us understand what the questions we're supposed to be asking ourselves. Fair? Fair. Fair. Sure. First up, the setting of Clara and the Sun is sometime in the future when artificial intelligence has become more integrated into human society. Which elements of the novel felt familiar to you at the time of reading, which felt hard to imagine, and which were easy to imagine as a possibility for your lifetime? So I would say a lot of it felt easy to imagine. It really, to me, felt like Black Mirror. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen the Ashley O episode, the Miley Cyrus one. No. Mm -hmm. So pretty much she's a pop star and everybody loves her. So they make all these um, AI versions of her that like you take home and Ashley O is your friend. And that's really the vibe I was getting at first. Of course, it goes haywire. But I feel like... I feel like pretty much everything about this book will probably be achieved at some point in the future, except for like the weird stuff about like the government and the jobs yeah. and the weirdness. I don't know. But I don't know what that was. So maybe maybe that agree. will be achieved in the future. I just couldn't explain what I don't think Lifted will be achieved. I don't know. If you could in the future like get genetically enhanced with a couple of booster shots, I think there will be people who choose to do that and people who don't.
2: Oh my god that's so interesting. Yeah, I didn't really feel like I was reading about a universe that was so incomprehensible. As mm-hmm. you said it like there was divorce, there was colleges, there was hangouts like they were branded differently like interaction hangouts or whatever.
3: Oh my god, I could not figure out what that was (laughs) it was just people hanging out like this. okay so
1: here's what it is so basically in this world correct me if i'm wrong in this world they all do remote learning not that hard to think about they all learn at home with their tutors on their oblongs they don't go (laughs) to school they get the best professors at home and they go to school eventually all those kids go to college where they have not really been around other kids up until that point so college is really hard for them so they have these interactions before in the years before college where they get all these kids together for them to practice being around other kids because that's how fucking weird they are. That's exactly how I read it. And that, to me, doesn't seem far off. Yeah, I
2: mean, especially Oh, yeah, now. I mean, we're on our way. We're
1: on our way. Yep. The but campers during, are doing remote learning. Th-
0: during that interaction, when, like, Danny, ha- and that freak out, and, like, his mom interjecting, I was like, what is, like, what is happening here? Like, why was this
2: necessary?
1: The like, kids you- are not alright.
2: <laughs> no, nothing and, was alright. And then the mom was like, no, come on, we're supposed to let them work it out themselves. Yeah, because like, they need to
1: learn developmental yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, they have, that all, made the, sense. They have yeah. all these other skills and all this knowledge, but what they don't have are interpersonal skills because they do everything so siloed. Yes. So to me, everything felt possible. The only thing that I can't really get behind is artificial emotional intelligence. And I was reading a review and it's like we have AI and like a lot of the things, the mechanics of what this could be. But the idea that Clara is, like, almost so human, maybe one day we'll get there, but I don't think we're close. Have you ever seen the movie Because Alexa fucking sucks. Yeah. And if you want to compare this to, like, an Alexa or an Echo, like, they're so dumb. Like, you can ask what's 2 plus 2, but that's about it, you know? Or play this, but, like, it's not like... Alexa, what do you think about yeah. the metaphysical state of the world?
2: That is... The
0: Google Home a little more advanced. <laughs> I'll check it
2: out. <laughs> no, I agree with you. That was like well beyond, I think, any realm of possibility in our lifetime at least, her emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. But that was just for the book.
0: And Paul highlighted that. He was like, let's like talk about the heart. Like can that be learned? Can that be mimicked? Can you become something like that deeply embedded into mm-hmm. like the emotional psyche
1: but even without a heart i still think clara was like emotionally way an impossibility yeah but also that's just because
0: she could feel sadness and she could feel empathy you know like yeah. and that was also far-fetched for me to to wrap my head around right. too. like
1: i don't think alexa is empathetic at all no and she is harsh that she's, one. she's hardcore <laughs> yeah okay cool Next up, Clara is prized for her observational qualities as an artificial friend. How do the tone and style of her first-person narration help to convey the degree of her attention to detail?
3: Well, I mean, she kept talking about her attention to detail, about how, like, Rosa, like, wouldn't, like, pay attention to anything, like, outside, whereas, like, Clara kept saying that she was, like, noticing people walking or, like, she was, everything that she noticed was an attention to detail. Everything that she said was a detail that she paid attention to.
1: Okay. I, yeah. I just... I just really feel like this is a personal attack on AC when you come for Clara and everything about her. Like, it just, it's an attack on the bunk.
3: No, no. Sorry. No. I know, and I feel your glare. I do. But I'm just saying, like, it's not that fucking hard to, to realize that she was paying close attention to detail. I
2: loved how she referred to everybody else in the third person, how she was like, Josie I thinks this. Like hated that. The mother, because it reminded me, like, oh, this is a robot, because it's right. so easy to mistake her as a human when she's speaking in the first person on her own and having all these astute observations. That It kind of, like, really put you back in your place of, like, oh, this really is not a human.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: But
3: then why did she call Rick's mom Miss Helen and not Rick's mother? Convention. You know? I think
1: she called everyone by their name except for the people who she... Quote, belongs to. Yeah, the mother, the father. Yeah. yeah. Melania oh, housekeeper. Why couldn't, yeah, housekeeper? Yeah. Why couldn't she call Melania? Why couldn't she call Melania? She was
3: called Josie Josie. The yeah. housekeeper was epic. She was so funny. I was really upset that she left. <laughs> me too.
1: Me too. And like that was just <laughs> Ritz, like, I didn't I think she was
3: epic at oh, all. She's I like, quit she was following harsh.
1: me. You're creeping me out. She was annoying in the beginning, but then like when she was Team Josie, we're same team. Yeah. I was like, and I'm Team Josie. Yeah, yes. for sure. We're same team. I appreciated the loyalty.
0: <laughs> I just like I felt like there was always going to be something more. Like we were gonna uncover something something so wild when they went into the city on their day out. Of and, like, course. what they discovered was not wild. And it was okay, just... No. Or, like, when, when, when the they oil discovered- came out of her head, like, I thought there would be an explosion. And like- I thought, like, what we were waiting... Like, her big health breakthrough was gonna be some life-saving new technology or like a fleet of new afs we're gonna land and take over like and maybe i'm just so ender's game about this like i really like had high hopes but like nope we're good just gonna truck along
1: and our (laughs) no you're right things felt
2: unfinished in a lot of ways like it did feel a lot of times i was waiting for a big aha moment that didn't come
1: Okay, does the term artificial friend resonate at all with you now as a contemporary reader in the age of social media and the internet? What's the difference in the level of interaction between children and their artificial versus their real human friends?
2: You know who the OGAF was? Smarter child.
1: Totally.
2: (laughs) Tamagotchi.
0: Yeah, I was about to say Tamagotchi.
1: Yeah, I would our phones like, are AFs. No, but if, you're, if you spend so much time talking to someone online, not a lot in person, like, that's pretty much an artificial friend. No, but
0: yeah. it is actually a human, though, at the end of the day. And, like, they can connect emotionally in a way, though, and an AF, I think, still laughs.
1: I'd rather have an AF. Like, I'm, when they hit the shelves, I'm getting one. Like, and I hope her <laughs> name is Clara. But you're
0: not going to get a B3, right?
1: No, because they don't have the capacity for empathy like Clara does. But they right. can smell they can smell. So can I. So I'll I'll sniff it out for them. <laughs> okay, we have a lot of questions to get through, so I'm going to just plow through. The details of Josie's illness are kept vague based on what we learned from the conversations among Helen, Chrissy, Paul, and Rick about the choices parents make for their children in this world. How might that have affected Josie's condition? So I think the underlying point was that Josie is ill because of the decision that was made to have her be lifted. That's how yes. I took it.
2: Because of the genetic editing that they imposed upon her in order for her to get ahead in life, go to college, etc. It fucked with her, like, health. And
3: that was even after doing the same thing to Sal who then died because of but it But they well. did
2: say Sal died of a different sickness which made me think maybe it wasn't the no, genetic editing. No, but I feel editing. like I
3: remember, I mean... I could be wrong. I feel like I do remember them saying it was because of the the lifting.
1: Right. I feel like she might have had a different illness from the lifting and yeah. they probably wouldn't want to say we both lost both of our girls to this thing like so they were like
3: no it's different. Wait, also asking. huge hole in the story. What was what that's was all? What in, originally what were Ms. trying Hellency?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the doll from Mr. Capaldi that they tried they tried to make one of Sal, but it was so rudimentary because they didn't have the advanced technology. Oh, right, right, they right, right right right, 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 right. But they okay. said
0: that like they saw Sal like running because it looked like Sal because it was like right. like it was just like a a limp doll like how yeah. does a limp doll run?
3: Well,
1: because it was an AF. It no. was not an AF. It was just a doll. Maybe it was thrown or something. Like she didn't know what she saw. She just saw something that looked like Sal, which it was. Got it. All right. But Which yeah, like cool. another That another was easy weirdness.
2: to miss too if you weren't reading closely of how it tied back to the story. Yeah. What shadow does the loss
1: of Sal cast on the family and over the novel as a whole? Well, I think that's
3: why A, mother is trying to make a AF version of Josie because she can't handle losing another child. Mm-hmm. But, and then I think it also brings in the whole conversation of lifting because she, I believe, did lose Sal to lifting and all of that drama yeah mm-hmm. when the
2: housekeeper warned af to watch out for josie in the portrait she was like why is the mom even letting her do this and she's like because the mom went fucking crazy after sal died like yeah i think it was wholly motivated by attempting to not lose her second daughter mm-hmm. agreed
1: Before Clara goes home with Josie, Clara and the other AFs have a rapport with one another, much like a bunk, especially (laughs) with Rosa. What do these conversations, thoughts, and feelings suggest about the sophistication of the AI technology in the novel or about the unknown depths of the AFs' consciousness? Well, the fact that they can make all of these different AFs and they're also different from one another, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it really felt like you were hearing about real people having... Lives together And not machines in a store
3: Yeah Yeah it, it felt like Regular people
2: Just like campers On a shelf <laughs> Working at the
3: store Not even on, Were they on a shelf No. Oh my god Were they on a front And manager shelf? was counselor Yeah No They got moved because around Because then when she like Stepped out to see When Josie and mother Came in and she was like At the In the corner She like stepped out They oh. moved her From the front window To other parts of the store but Yeah I, don't, I know that But I'm saying She said she, Like she like moved Like she moved her head To see if that was Josie
2: remember yeah or are I felt, you saying I like that they were on a shelf standing there, there like a, a mannequin
3: yeah but like she can walk if she wants that's what i thought i didn't think she was on a shelf no
2: yeah they reference how they like took little steps forward and little steps back i think they could walk but they were demanded not to like their order was to stay oh my god that's rough i can't stand for that long <laughs>
1: yeah but they're robots literally Okay let's talk about the sun because Clara's connection to the sun what does it suggest about the nature of her inner world is her understanding of its power based mostly on what it seems to be the plain facts of her existence that she is powered by solar energy or something deeper. So this is probably the biggest theme in the book the sun. In the beginning I was like Clara looks to the sun how most humans look to God. Yes. You know like Responsible makes a world around like the way that she's like fueled by the sun like a lot of people are fueled by their faith the sun gave her hope religion gives a lot of people hope and like belief in a higher power but then it started to just get a little too literal for me yeah and I mean clearly she gets revved up from the sun so she might think that Josie would too but then in the end it seemed like everything she did worked and that like when she went and spoke to the sun that like Maybe the sun had spoken back to her, and we just didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. And that maybe Clara wasn't like a fucking crazy robot after all.
3: I mean, she obviously wasn't. The sun did save Josie, or
1: was that just a coincidence? No, no. It was a coincidence.
2: Wait, what? What heated debate? the Interpretation of what happened. So,
3: what do you think happened? She just woke up from her nap, and she was fine. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. And You think like the sun coming in? No, I think it was
0: a coincidence. Like, you think that like. She, f- she, Clara thought she found like the sun's entry and exit point. Really, she was just like looking out at the horizon and like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So she was just like going to where she thought this entry and exit was, spoke, and like felt like that. She- that's gonna save her. Someone say she's manifesting. <laughs> she, 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 I'm not saying she wasn't manifesting but like I don't think that like the sun it was such a scientific her.
2: correlation. I think it was a coincidence. Oh wow. I think it goes I totally back got a to sun. a really important theme that we talk about a lot in our Redheads books which is hope mm. and how hope is both the most dangerous thing and the most beautiful thing in life and like if you don't have hope then that you don't have anything and like I interpreted it maybe from a hopeful perspective that the sun was actually healing her because of jo- because of Clara's wishes. But yeah, there's no science behind that. It's just like you have to believe. Yeah. yeah. So you think
1: that Clara knew what she was doing. She wasn't just crazy AF. Yeah.
2: Literally. <laughs> Literally.
1: <laughs> I don't Jackie. think Clara
2: I don't think Clara herself was convinced that what she was doing would work. I don't think she went about it being like this is definitely the the answer the solution like she didn't even know if the sun could do it but she put you know she made a sacrifice. I felt like the cootings exercise she was definitely like this is gonna work
1: and then it didn't so I was yeah. like but like maybe maybe on a, it could it worked on a technical level like say. Huh. The cootings the machine was putting out so much pollution that it was affecting, like, the sun's ability to reach the earth.
2: I know, but then there was a new, bigger cootings no, machine. but like, okay, but
1: say there's five cootings machines and she took out one. She took out a fifth of the cootings. <laughs>
2: she got more sun rays to Josie. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just magical realism. It's like, do you believe that this is what happened or do you take a more pragmatic approach and think it's a coincidence? Like, I think that's just what's up for interpretation. Interesting. What do you think, Jax? By the end of
1: the book, I thought that Clara had spoken with the sun the sun let her know what to do and she like she really had a level of intelligence that we the rest of us don't have throughout the book I was like this AF just doesn't know how the world works this that's is very what I thought. this is very sad for this yes. AF, <laughs> how she could be so smart and yes. so fucking dumb yes that's exactly the <laughs> but point then which the could end, still be the case at, at the if end when she's like sort of recounting what the son said back to her I'm like well, she doesn't make shit up,
2: and I totally felt. She her. She has actually a pretty good memory. I totally felt her when she was like, "I still can't tell you because I don't want to jinx it. Like, I don't want it to undo it. Like, I feel that way. Like, no, like I can't." I, I can't get even that speak too. I, oh, that I, I understand. Yeah,
3: that's just like being crazy, but yeah, yeah, Like, super. Yeah, like, don't tell
1: anyone your birthday wish, but like,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, Rick and Josie carry on a quiet but intimate relationship through their drawings. What is unusual about their friendship and their plan for their future, given the social hierarchy for children based on their class and economic privilege?
3: I just, like, had some problems with their relationship. Oh, Because really? it really seemed like Rosie was, like, forcing Rick to like her. Josie. Josie. Okay. And, and she was, but then she was, like, so fucking mean to him. And so, like, I feel like they had been friends for so long, and they made this deal, and they just kind of force themselves to, like, love each other, like each other, like, just want to end up with each other. And I'm just so glad that they both grew up and, like, realized that, like, they were not meant to be together because, like, they simply just, like, were not. I, feel, I really thought that Clara and Rick were going to run away together. Oh.
1: oh, that would have been cute, yeah, if Clara had, like, another life after Josie no longer needed yeah. her.
2: I liked their relationship. I mean, it was juvenile. They were so young. But, like, I thought the picture thing actually had a lot of depth behind it. Me too. Just a way to communicate without actually having to communicate, but still being very, like, profound in it. And in tune with each other. Like, I liked it. And she was mean to him, but that's kind of, like, what girls going through puberty do. Like, they torture guys that they like by being, like, do you like me, this, that, and the other thing. No, but, like, she was saying crazy shit about her mom. About his mom. Yeah, to get a rise out of him, to, like, get his attention.
0: I thought it they worked. had A really sweet relationship I kind of wanted them To end up together I'm like wait We made it this far <laughs> Like you guys li- like Were by each other's side For like through thick and thin yeah. So I was It was another thing That kind of irritated me About like the The finishing touches Of this book Was I was like Oh like We're just And it wasn't even Like a profound discussion About them not Being together long term It was just like And they lost touch And <laughs> went their Separate directions yeah. And that's that
1: And I was like Wait what they had a plan but that's really what happens to most people who are like childhood sweethearts you know yeah, so i guess i feel like, like there usually is like down. one big breakup but also we got a happy ending with josie's health i don't think they were giving us
2: anything else it's that's interesting fair. too because if she had died then the whole thing would have been like rick lost the love of his life he mm-hmm. would live the rest of his life thinking that his one true love was gone it's like no actually if she stayed alive like you still wouldn't be in touch today yeah right. Okay, discuss the dinner scene at the
1: diner with Helen, Rick, and Vance. How are these concerns about a child's ability to succeed and the measures that people will take to alter those outcomes similar and different from what happens in society now? Were those efforts to win Vance's favor fruitful in the end? What might Rick have been able to do to advance society's dependence on technology had his drone development and other engineering been supported? So I'm pretty sure by the end, like Vance did not, throw in for Rick and Rick. I don't think
2: Rick even applied. Yeah. yeah I don't think that he that gave his, him the chance. His drone
0: technology was advanced despite him not going to Alice Brookings. Right. Yeah. And
1: I guess like, you know, that conversation probably is the most similar to what happens in today's day and age with like, you know, people using connections to get into college. Varsity blues. But it's like compared to what the other kids are doing by getting genetically edited. <laughs> it's like you, you're playing checkers. They're playing chess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was, like, the
0: most upsetting scene for me. Yeah. It was deeply dark and disturbing. And he was, like, really bothering Putting this child through, witnessing this back and forth with this, like, immature, horrifying man and, like, his mom who's groveling, like... I wanted to remove myself yeah, so from bizarre. the situation. It was, yeah. was like I'd like to be removed from this narrative <laughs> ASAP.
1: Yeah, but Clara, I thought that was an interesting moment where they were like, "Clara, do you think that he's going to help Rick?" And like Clara's intelligence was like, "Yes, I think." I think so too. Will. I think that if I really, really think that if he had applied, Vance would have helped. But I don't think like Rick didn't want it that way. From this disgusting yeah. man, maybe she was so. Perceptive about
0: hope, and was like, I think this is what these people need right now. Like, mm. I need to plant the seed of hope to make sure that, like, Helen is, stays on her own two feet and, like, doesn't off herself seeing this conversation unfold the way it did. So, that was my takeaway. It was like, Yeah, that
1: that's was a, a good sad point. Scene.
0: That was very sad.
1: What was your opinion on the plan to turn Clara into an avatar of Josie? Who would have benefited most from Josie being able to live on in another form? Would you have made the same choice for your child or a loved one in the same situation? Okay, to me, that was the only moment where I was like really shook and I was like, okay, we're getting big things from this book. Like, I couldn't conceive of that when they were having this portrait done, but then it was so freaking obvious. Mm -hmm. And I really liked how all the questions that it brought up about like, you know life and death really and like what makes a human a human and if it could be replicated by yeah. a robot one day I personally um not team Capaldi like I think there is something innately special about humans that no robot could but I think Clara also summed that up really brilliantly at the yes. end where she said it's not that there's something special in the human themselves there's something special in everyone else in the way that they feel towards that human
2: That's line in so, the book
1: that was probably one of my favorite themes and just like general big questions the mm-hmm. book posed. And I really, I really like that that's where, that's where it took us. But I'm glad ultimately that it did not happen because like nothing could be creepier. But then also the fact that Clara was an AF and not, you know, didn't have these like human pulls to be like, that is an evil idea. Yeah. Like to just replace a child. She was like, okay, I'll do it. Like yeah. you ask yeah. me to do something, I do it.
2: Yeah. 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 If anything, it highlighted how she really was not human because you forget.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And so she's still so good, but she's not ever like human. She can't differentiate like good from evil, but like it's just interesting. And I liked how
2: the dad's reaction was so morose, but he then explained it as like, I actually kind of agree with this dude that we might not be so unique and special as we think. And it could work like that's why I'm so freaked out.
0: Yeah. I love when Clara was speaking to the manager when she was, like, in that junkyard and was like, and manager, they wanted me to replace Josie, but I didn't end up replacing Josie. And the manager's like, okay, okay. Clara. Yeah, Clara, screwed screws loose. How much glue did
3: juice you lose? too hard. <laughs> yeah,
0: Clara, how much juice did you lose?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I loved managers so Same. much. The you fact you like, that she, like, went to the junkyard to, like, go and find some of her old AFs, like... That was just really sweet. Yeah. I wanted that. Those were like the moments within the book where I was just like, I need more. Yeah, no, no that's Agreed. sweet.
0: At first, I wasn't sure if like the manager AF relationship was like really like dicey and like not cool. like if if like she was mistreating the AFs or if she had their backs. And quickly, I realized that she had the back. But like sometimes she was like nasty to her AFs. I'm they, like, sure it didn't can be do. hard
1: like running a bunk full of robots. <laughs> <laughs> she manager was the counselor.
2: Yeah, yes. truly. Oh, gee.
1: Okay, Clara and Paul share a moment of concern and consideration regarding her ability to learn Josie's heart, which he describes as, quote, rooms within rooms within rooms. No matter how long you wandered through those rooms, wouldn't there always be others you'd not yet entered? What do you make of Clara's response about the finitude of such metaphorical rooms? Would you say in your own experience you've been able to explore and learn all the rooms of your own heart or another person's?
2: I liked how Clara I was like, okay, but eventually I'll find all the rooms. Like, yeah, yeah really no, I like, don't so push
1: back. <laughs> yeah. Even if the, if the limit is infinity, like, I am programmed to understand infinity, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah, but I do awesome. think, it's funny, because it's like, even if someone, like, studied me to a teen, and it would, I guess it have to be, like, a robot, like, I feel like if you posed a situation to them and then said, like, what would Jackie choose? Like, I still don't feel like someone could choose. I feel like sometimes shit's erratic, you yeah, know? Yeah,
2: for sure. I think the overall theme of, like, could you really know someone's heart inside out is no.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Could you know someone's heart inside out, Snitch?
3: I feel like you're always learning more.
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> always more to learn. There's always more to learn. Thank you for that. You're always heart- learning more and there's you always more you know my heart in and out? No, I'm always learning more about your heart. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> It's always growing and expanding. For sure. Okay, next question. Would you describe the relationship between Clara and Josie as love? Where did you notice what seemed like genuine love to you in the novel? So Hmm. many moments
2: between Josie and Clara were love. I feel like every single interaction was an example of love.
1: I know, but you know what's funny now that I'm thinking about it? I feel like Clara loved, if anything, there was more love from Clara to Josie. Oh, And there was from Josie to Clara because like, I agree jo- with that. Josie oh. really enjoyed Clara and was pretty good to her as far as AF's go Because I think we've heard, you know, some sad <laughs> like we there alluded to some sad situations of like living in the cupboard, which eventually she did. But like,
3: utility. Yeah, why did she all of a sudden like?
1: Because she was no longer needed. Like Josie was growing up, and so she was just like living out her days in the cupboard like an old toy, like the slow fade,
0: I which I like that. I also
1: didn't think was probably proper- I think like Josie like get. Clara a room like let her chill with you like this is like your little sister at this point if it's love like you don't put something that you love in the closet forever like if that you love in a real way and just like Clara what she felt for Josie was unconditional love I agree she would have done anything for that camper there
2: were really kind moments though when Josie would like ensure every single night no matter what even if she had extra time with her mom that Clara saw the sunset like she was inevitably upset when Clara went to the waterfalls but like the whole reason she pretended she was well enough to go is because she really wanted Clara to be able to see it.
1: I think it was a little selfish on Josie's part. I think Josie wanted to go. (laughs)
2: Yeah me too.
3: She didn't pretend she wasn't sick because of Clara. I think Clara had a lot to do with it. No. She really wanted Clara to see it. Or maybe
1: she wanted to show Clara it but just like for herself still it's like I don't know. Yeah,
2: because then she was pissed when Clara came back. Right. And, like, their dynamic shifted, like, Mm -hmm. for
0: almost the rest of their relationship.
2: Until she delivered the letter to Rick. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: She did give her that that little step stool to get a view (laughs) in her utility closet. A a better view from the closet. Yeah. That ain't right. She was like, Clara, come to
2: my room if you have time. It's like, I think she has time.
1: (laughs) But what made me not sad was the fact that, like, Clara clearly doesn't get bored. Like, she has all of her... data to process through and she's busy processing data. She's a data processor. (laughs) Literally. She's a computer. Um, What did you make of Clara's personification of the sun, particularly in her final plea to save Josie? She observes in the layers of glass that, quote, in fact, there existed a different version of the sun's face on each of the glass surfaces, although his face on the outermost glass was forbidding and aloof and the one immediately behind it, if anything, was even more unfriendly. The two beyond that were softer and kinder. Have you ever experienced nature and other non-human entities in a similar way? Okay, so this question is like the type of shit where the book lost me. I yep, completely agree. agree. That quote in particular is like a moment where my eyes glazed Same. over. Same. I didn't read it and gla-
2: think it was deep or interesting. <laughs> I was like skimming that part. Yeah, I totally they agree. They just glazed
1: over again. Like I was just waiting for it to be yeah. over. Yep. Like her understanding shadows. Like I'm good girl. Yeah. Go. And maybe there's a deeper meaning there. If you know it, please comment on Too our Instagram. To or on the out. Facebook. But you know what? I have a lot that I'm like living with and sitting with after reading this book like I don't need to add some of this crapola. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. What did you think of the place where Clara is sent after Josie is finished with her? What does this bring up about the moral and ethical considerations of integrating more AI into a society? Did her fate bring to mind that of any people you know? Which is a really spooky question It makes me think of like nursing homes.
2: Yeah, that's sad. You know what I didn't like? When Josie left for college, she so flippantly was like, I guess you might not be here when I get back. Like, bye. It's like, wait, what? Like, I totally agree. (laughs) It's like, wait, where do you think I'm
0: going to be, bitch? Yeah, like, if (laughs) that's your plan, do you have bigger plans for me? But also, like, as readers, we obviously weren't clued into the slow fade because nothing in this book was explained. (laughs) Right. Like, we were just supposed to be able to pick up
3: on it.
1: I thought this book was going to be sad because I thought Josie was going to die and Clara was going to be an AF with no teenager.
3: And she was or than have eventually, the mother
1: to like weirdly entertain. Right. Or eventually Clara would, you know, spark and combust, <laughs> and Josie would have to live without her AF. But the fact that like these AFs come in for a season and not a, a whole reason, like it was, it was really sad. I was glad that Clara clearly is like woman enough on her own to like live in her days out in the junkyard, and not <laughs> needing to be surrounded by other AFs. Because clearly the other AFs like need more companionship. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem like Clara was sad about it. She was like happy to just spend her days sorting through her memories. But I just think she deserved better. Because she was an exemplary AF.
2: Agreed. But something is a little nice about just kind of a flat ending. I know we were disappointed with it. But it's kind of like, all right, now it's the end of the life. Like, there's not some big, like, she died, he died. Yeah, it's not
1: like Clara's unplugged. We're, we're putting yeah. her down today. It's kind of just yeah. like,
2: oh, and that's how, like, real life goes. Like, you kind of just die in a graveyard. <laughs>
1: yeah. So does it bring to, the, to mind the fate of any people you know? Ashley, yeah. Ashley, oh, like yeah. Any other people you've brought to a junkyard to live out their days? So many. (laughs) No, wait. I guess the only thing is like a nursing home, where just sort of.
2: That's where you go for your last leg. Yeah. To wither away.
1: Yeah, which is which is sad. to think about. But let's keep asking the question. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just just want you guys to be just as upset as me about it. (laughs) All of you. You Let's really hammer this
2: message. Okay, last
1: DBQ. (laughs) It's a big question. Who in the end seems more human to you? The people in the novel or the AFs?
2: I thought the line was blurred.
1: Like Technically, the humans are human, but because they are so reliant on technology, it makes them a little inhumane, I think. Mm-hmm. And to me, Clara was just like, I'm s- sorry, she's like the protagonist. She's a star.
2: She's the protagonist of my dreams. Like, I just, I love her. Clara <laughs> had more humanity at points, like when she was... Hearing about the plan Or when Even when Josie's like I won't let anything bad Happen to you My mom wants to get rid of you And she wants to quit her job Like I won't let that happen And Clara's like I mean if that's the best thing For you Like I'm okay doing that Which is really The definition of selflessness Whereas the mom is like I have an idea Like we're gonna go to the falls And you're gonna walk Like Josie for me So I can <laughs> that test that That was out. fucking I'm weird That's
1: inhumane And like Ka- Kapalzi <laughs> was on some Other oh, shit Yeah
0: Like, like in those Kapalzi examples, was Clara was human Something in one of those closets
1: Yeah like putting together This of how well you we know, just be like that's some like dr evil shit yeah and clara was a real one what i'll say is that it's clear that clara was an exceptional af so i can't say that all the afs were more human than the humans but right clara was yes clara that's was. fair
2: manager remembered her after all those years true yeah
1: and poor rosa we're the same team <laughs> Okay, now it is time for the redhead questions. You guys submitted some great questions, but before we get into them, I need to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Bookfinity. Summer may be coming to an end, but there's still time to finish your summer reading goals. Bookfinity helps you keep track of all your reading lists in one convenient location. If you haven't heard about Bookfinity, it's the newest experience built for readers like us. Get book recommendations you'll love by taking the fun, pop culture-inspired quiz to discover your reader type. I think one of the hardest things about being a book lover is finding the next book that you're going to love. And sometimes I get into like such a rut where I don't know what to read next. And that is when you turn to Bookfinity, they tell you a reader type. We all found out our reader types, and they were just so apt. I personally am the time traveler bookfinity told me, which I am. You are. You literally are. Literally am. Becky is the heroine with an E, addict, because she loves a strong female character. Love. Dana is the trendsetter because she's always choosing the coolest, most thought-provoking books. And I think Clara... I mean, you guys probably disagree, but but it provoked your thoughts. It provoked negatively or not. I this agree. <laughs> so once you complete the quiz, you'll be taken to your My Bookfinity personalized account. This is where you can see the book recommendations you've liked, organize your book lists, and see the books you've reviewed and refer friends to earn rewards. Visit bookfinity.com today to create your own personal My Bookfinity account today. Again, you can create custom book l- lists to keep track of what you're reading and want to read. You can make quick and easy reviews and book recommendations based on your reader type if you are an emphatic reader like us bookfinity is the resource for you redhead questions first up throughout the book clara believes in the power of the sun and its ability to sustain life and create miracles perhaps blindly relying on its power too strongly do you feel that belief in a higher power is needed in order to maintain perseverance and hope throughout one's life or do you feel it could be a negative thing to have this is what you were talking about earlier dana the the
2: double-edged sword of hope. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think this also speaks directly to like religion. Yeah. Look yeah. how many wars have been started over religion. Mm-hmm. But look how many people rely on it to guide their every principle. It's like, is it good or is it bad?
1: Yeah. I personally th- was at first relating the sun, like I said, to this belief in a higher power. But I think, you know, in this book, I think the ultimate takeaway is that it was a good thing that Clara had hope because yeah. Yeah. they needed some hope. And yes. so I think in general... I think to live a hopeless life and without that sort of guiding light, I imagine it, it could be dark. Yes. Agreed. Next up, I love the first half of this book and the concept perspective from the AF. I didn't find it believable that this supposedly genius AF didn't understand the sun, and everyone just sort of went along with her. <laughs> the happy ending for Josie felt forced to me. Do you think we are meant to believe the sun really did have magical powers? That whole part totally lost me.
2: We I think we about. are meant to believe that it was the sun. I don't think it's meant to be one way or the other. Like, it's totally up to us and how we view hope and life and the sun's power. Yeah. Like, that's why they left it intentionally vague.
1: Yeah. I think, ultimately, like, I do believe there was some, like, sun funk happening. And it wasn't just coincidence. No, but I don't know there to was what, sun funk. I don't know to what degree yeah. Clara had influence over the sun. But I think there was some sun funk. Magical realism, mothers might call it. And
2: the whole book was predicated on science and this was kind of being like, okay, but no matter how much we learn, how much technology, how much medicine we make, there still is something to just having hope and belief.
1: Yeah, coincidence. (laughs) Clara describes from time to time seeing boxes. For example, seeing the mother's face in what appears to be segmented boxes what do you think this means? These robot-like these robot like descriptions were sometimes confusing to me as a reader. They were confusing to yeah. me for a while, too. Me, too. They were,
2: they're were they still confusing to me. Like, that was the one part of figuring out the new world that I never really fully grasped. I think, like, at points I felt as if it was just Clara was able to see multidimensional emotions in ways that humans can't, because she described, like, in the mother's eyes, in one box was anger, and another was fear, and another was happiness, and she was, like, having this very minutiae, nuanced interpretation of human emotions that like we're just seeing in a flat line so maybe that but I had no idea really exactly how to interpret the boxes that I didn't even think of it on the deeper level like that
1: that she could was able to see like the layers of emotion yeah. I was just like oh she looks out of her eyes which have grids cause she's and I think robot. that's
2: true too no
1: but like I think it definitely there was more to it than that Did anyone else find it odd or frustrating that despite all of Clara's artificial intelligence and abilities, that she still lacked comprehensions of things like pollution, the cootings machine, another example using terms like oblongs (laughs) for what must have been phones slash computers. We've come to think that an AI would typically possess an incredible amount of knowledge. Why do you think the author portrayed Clara as an AF with so much naivete? That's a good point. I do feel like Clara was very naive, though she was highly intelligent. Yeah, I think to also set the
0: boundary that she is still a machine or a robot and like not able to adapt the way that humankind can.
2: And think of really, really book smart humans. Like a lot of times you're like, wait, they're idiots, even though they like got an A plus. That's on every what I test. was thinking.
0: It's like some
3: people can be like smart, like, yeah, intellectual, I guess, but like are intelligent. But like they might not know how the world works. Yeah, and they might not have that. They book might smart have street smart. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. She had no street
2: smart cuz she's a robot. No, I think no, she's book, book smart. No. She's book smart. She has book smart. She's
0: book D- smart. Yeah, and who
2: said she has no street smart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, exactly. Like how you are book smart but <laughs> <Yes>. not
0: street <laughs> exactly. smart. Like you, you
1: are Clara. You are. You are Clara. <laughs> she's probably your same height too. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine. All this time, Dana wrote the book. It's about herself. (laughs) This is my autobiography. (laughs) Okay, next up, how did you picture Clara, especially in relation relation to Josie and being Josie's AF? Since we were limited to Clara's POV, it was particularly difficult to envision her. So, I I have
0: no idea.
3: I think
1: she looks like Dana. Now that I'm really (laughs) thinking about it, like I swear.
0: Yeah, I think that she just like had her little short black bob, like a cute little French girl. So cute. And then just Dana the rest. Yeah. I pictured like a Wally, like a full
1: robot. I was thinking that oh. getting to too, like the little thing, like a Furby. Furbo. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Furby. 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 Furbo's dog thing. Right, right, right. Furby's right. Really Like birds. a little Furby, <laughs> but then I was like, oh no, she's grown. No, like that's way too small. Because she's no, saying I, like, no, oh, now, Josie's taller than right, me now. now I'm like, she's grown. That, I, that yeah. I realized. But when she was on the shelf, I was like, She's elf on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. One word that comes to mind when describing Clara is hopeful, but do you think this quality is something to admire or pity? Does having so much hope make Clara an advanced AF, or can it be seen as naivete and a limitation of being an AF? It always goes back to hope. It always goes back to hope. I mean, I think if Josie had died, it would have been like, oh, Clara's really pathetic with all of her (laughs) hopes and dreams. But at the end of the day, she was right, Mm -hmm. so...
2: And she really gave other people hope, which was just as important as her having hope. Like, people wanted to believe anything that they hear. So even though they're like, I don't know, this is a robot telling me if something might happen, I can't say if it's true or not, but, like, I want to put my hope and faith in her. That's what they all did. Rick put his hope in her. He carried her. The dad put his hope on her. He helped her destroy the machine. Like, no one knew what she was talking about, but they were so obsessed with the hope that came along with it that they complied.
1: Yeah, I agree. So last question. Were you satisfied by the ending? This reader was left wanting more. I think we all were well, not. No. We were not? We were not. We were not. I was not either. But it wasn't so much the ending. I would say like the end to end I was fine with. It was like the lead up to the end that I wasn't. And all the stuff about like Josie and... I, I, in mm-hmm. her illness. Like, honestly, I thought the book probably would have been more compelling if she died. No offense. Yeah.
2: The end really didn't bother me, but what did bother me was just unanswered questions.
1: Yeah, I agree. But this author, like, literally didn't care. He was like, <laughs> I wrote it. Deal with it. Yeah. Think about it. I'm not explaining it. I just don't agree. I don't agree with that method. I don't. Well, you know, he's like a Nobel laureate, like, Nobel Peace Prize winner. Like, eight books, all different genres. Each one, like, breaks the internet louder than the next. So and this is what he writes, and this is it. Yeah. So like they're all. As that's why you as have this, to force yourself. You have to force yourself to be like, there's more that I'm not seeing. I'm gonna. it Oh no! To it. I'm I'm not
3: that kind of girl. Okay. This book sucked.
1: <laughs> okay, so now it's time for the moral of the story. What does everyone think it is?
2: I put the more things change, the more they stay the same. That's like, sweet. As our society advances, and we get more technology. Like all the same themes are still there: mm-hmm. love, mortality, friendship. Oh, that's lovely. I like yeah. that. Thank Me you. too.
1: Plus one to yeah. Usually, I figure out my moral while we're recapping the book, but I don't. Have
2: I don't anything. have one. I was going to say life is short,
1: mine. but she didn't die. Yeah. I'm, I think, I guess you win by
2: default. No one else had one. Love doesn't conquer all in this case. <laughs>
1: yeah. true. Clara's um, love
2: for her might have conquered all. Clara. Moral of the story is what Clara about, is a queen. Yeah. What about yeah. keep the faith? Milo yeah. Cyrus. Yeah. Stay hopeful. Hope is a
3: beautiful thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Hope <laughs> is a dangerous There's
3: thing. There's always going to be another mountain. <laughs> And you're
1: always going to want to make a move, Counts. Yeah, I know. Okay, now it's time for the Hollywood treatment. I do think that this could be an episode of Black Mirror, um, but I really like, couldn't envision or care about like who would play who. But for the sake of this episode of the Redheads, let's get into it. Who did you have as Josie? I have Dana Holtzberg. I thought that Clara. She's been both oh, okay. she'll be, because Clara ventures a continuation. One
0: gym. woman show. It's <laughs> a
1: one woman show. Dana <laughs> plays everyone, and I have Dana. That would be interesting. And I have Dana as Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, that's something I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? okay. Dana is rick. <laughs> oh my god when i post to the instagram like of our casting <gasps> choices it's gonna be dana's Josie, dana's clara dana's rick
2: dana's mother dana's father dana's <laughs> melania <that> was... <laughs> housekeeper <laughs> oh my god <laughs> dana's
0: like the evil doctor
1: <laughs> dana's mr capaldi and Dana has manager. Dana has pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Snitch is like, who are these guys? Like, okay. Snitch <laughs> is <laughs> like, down. how did I get here? <laughs>
0: Dana's <is> half built.
2: <laughs> what? Has half built, Josie?
1: Dana suspended from the ceiling <laughs> in Mr. Capaldi's studio. <laughs> Uh, uh,
2: Tina uh, Tina as Rosa things didn't work out so well for Rosa
0: I'm <laughs> in pain oh my, god. Wow.
2: <laughs> oh my god Oh my god Oh my
1: god Okay my <laughs> Tina who did you have <laughs>
2: I had Millie Bobby Brown as Josie. Okay. And Finn Wolfhard as Rick, who's that guy Mike from Stranger Things. I was on a Stranger Things kick. Okay, well, cool. That, that, that tracks.
1: Rebecca? <laughs> I had
0: Elle Fanning or Dakota Fanning, I felt like, in different phases of Josie's life. She could be one or the other. Really yeah. good. And Rick, I had... I had... I'm
1: sorry.
0: I had Thomas Brody Sangster, who is Sam from Love Actually, the little boy. Oh, cute. He was like in the band. Yeah. He was also in Game of Thrones. That was like when. Yes, I think yes. he's a little old now, but there was a time where I, I felt like he was very Ricky.
1: He was in something else recently, too. What's yeah. his name? Um, His name is Thomas Bro- Brody Sangster. Yeah. He was in some. He was weird. He was a weird guy. I just need to get this off my the tip of my tongue <laughs> yeah
0: um I read through his accredited he was in
1: Queen's Gambit oh yes
0: you're right you're yeah right, yeah even. that's
1: okay thank you that that's felt exactly so, it. that felt so good okay snitch who did you cast Dana good okay so Dana you got the part perfect okay. <laughs> when can <did> I
0: start <laughs> When the sun goes down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now it is time for our overall rating of this book so we can Wait, I didn't say who I had for Ricky. Oh.
3: Oh, because that was the only person I really was imagining the whole time. Joshua Bassett. That's really good good to Is (laughs) he British?
2: No, he's the like Olivia Olivia Rodrigo Rodrigo ex. Sabrina
0: Carpenter triangle. God it I just like Ricky's. Um, oh now English. we're now we're keeping to
3: logistics. Right. Even Dana.
1: Dana's, <laughs> Dana's not English though.
0: Dana, you still get the part.
3: Okay.
1: Let's do our overall rating so we can put this book behind us so that you guys can stop feeling like so <laughs> triggered over it. Dana, you go first. It was a Dana's choice. What did you rate this book? Four point five. Oh, wow. God.
0: Give God. me a break. wow
1: <laughs> <laughs> Becky?
0: 2.5. Oh I
3: was my do God.
1: God. I'm giving it a 4. I Thank have to lower the ratio.
0: I'm giving it a 2. <laughs> oh.
1: okay, that two? Was Mitch. that what you were going to give it before I gave mine? Yes. Okay.
0: Honestly, like, there is a conspiracy, and I'd like to understand the, the <laughs> rationale behind it. Who's paying you? So, we, we, Mr. Ishiguro. <laughs>
1: my, my ratings, like all of my ratings, are born of I write them right after I read them. Did I enjoy my time with the book? Did I like keep, to keep picking it up? Did I like the way That it was written Was it going places Was it easy to read Like I felt all those things
2: Miss 4.5 When it started out it was, I was, loved this book I really can't stop Thinking about it Like I was going to sleep Last night thinking about it To me that's when I like a book Do I think about it After I put it down Yeah So our
1: overall Redheads rating For Clara and the Sun Is A 3.25 I think that that is Robbed I think, I think that's that really Fucking blasphemous Honestly you guys <laughs> Robbed I, I think that's I a little, little high, high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I could have dealt with.
2: Okay, well,
1: the good news is it's over. We never need to talk about it again. We had some good
2: talking points.
1: I really look forward to hearing what the Redheads thought about the book and this episode and who you agree with. So please make sure to comment on our Instagram or start a discussion on the Redheads Facebook page because I need to know where you guys stand. Are you a Dana, a Becky, a Jackie, or a Snitch? Now... For the fun part. Other books we read this month. Always a blast. We had a, a while in between episodes, so I read a ton of books personally. Who wants to go first? You I snitch. Don't, I don't think I read anything. Oh, okay. Wow. You've been really booked and busy. Like, your Instagram pops off at 4 a.m. every single day. And it's just, <laughs> you're out of control. So. Oh, that's true. But not for fun things. I'm working out. No, of course. That's what I mean. So, like, you're just, like, busy focusing on other areas of your self-care. And that's true. We have no choice but to respect I'm it. I'm trying to fill my cup. Yeah. So you're, like, you're doing other things. That's Mm -hmm. totally fine. Bex?
0: I read These Tangled Vines by Julianne McLean. It was just on my Kindle, so I was like, oh, I'll take it for a spin. It was good. It was, like, a nice beach read. It was kind of, like, romantic and, uh, like, no major drama, which was kind of perfect. Um, I would rate it a 3 out of 5.
1: Nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
2: Dana I didn't read that much this month considering how long of a month it was but I did read finally at snitch the seven husbands of evelyn hugo oh by my taylor God. jenkins read I actually it was my favorite one of all of her books I loved it I gave it a 4.1 um, then I read wayward by dana spiata I hated it I don't recommend it no one read it I gave it a 2.0 um, then I'll probably I love it Survive the Night by Riley Sager this was an awesome book I gave it a 4.2 it is like a thriller mystery so keep that in mind if you start it like you, you will not put it down it was very very good and last, a Jackie's recommendation, I read The Portrait of a Mirror by A. Natasha Jukovsky. I read it at a 4.7. This was truly an unbelievable book in a very real way. Like, I wouldn't pick it up if you're looking for a beach read because it's the exact opposite of that. It is, it is dense. dense. You, like, need a dictionary. Like, it is... You should st- need to read on a Kindle so you can look up words yes, that you don't understand. But it was a masterpiece.
1: It was really a masterpiece. I was recommended it by our friend Kristen's fiancé, Pete, and he said it's really dense, but and I, I'll give you guys like the overall premise because it's like such a dense writing for such light subject matter. Yes, it's pretty much about two couples. They're both like you know fabulous and stunning and whatever. And the husband and wife from each couple are like sort of engaged in affairs a little bit, like not in exactly affairs, but they're like either Energy. working together or they're they met through a mutual friend. And it's just like about the emotional mechanics of just people it's
2: so so psychological
1: it's so psychological it really just is like Dana was I was she was texting me like her thoughts on the book like and they were so apt it just like really captures like the human experience and there were so many like just throwaway sentences that just are like no that's fucking perfect like that is oh I want to read it's really I think you would really like it because I'm not someone who can get through like really dense stuff like Dana can and I was I was okay Did it capture you from start to finish? Yes, because the characters are like fabulous in New York. Like it has that sort of like easy... The pull. plot is easy. Yeah. It's the
2: writing that makes it like deep. It's so impressive because like truly the plot is like two couples and they like each other and like you think it's a baby book and then you're like, wait, this writing is like deserving of a Nobel Prize.
1: Yeah. Oh, good It was it's really real. like a masterpiece. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay, I will share what I read this month. I started with The Lion's Den by Catherine St. John. I loved it. I gave it a five because it's just like a perfect beach read really. It's like about, you know, a girl. She's going on her friend's fabulous Yacht birthday weekend with her older shady boyfriend and there's like a lot of shadiness and turns into like a little bit of like a mystery thriller it was a little long but if you're looking for a beach read I I would I would say yes to that the lion's den then I read it ends with us by Colleen Hoover because Claudia told me to read it oh, and I hadn't read it and now I see it's like viral everywhere yeah, Kylie is yeah. reading it right now oh my God. and but I, by the
3: way like I read that book when I went to Israel for the summer it's fucking old
1: yeah you're so cool counselor we're so <laughs> just like saying. we don't know anything no but it is having a moment right now like Colleen Hoover posted this whole long thing on her Instagram saying like I don't know what happened or like how why this keeps happening like with my old books, but I'm just so grateful like it's having this whole resurgence. Book so, TikTok is talking book about talk, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I really liked it. I gave it a five. It was um it was like an easy Colleen Hoover read, but very deep and dark, and mm-hmm. gave you a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Then I read People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Everyone's talking about that. She also wrote the book Beach Read that was popular last year, I which that. I had low expectations for, but I actually really liked. This book, I did not like at all. I was just waiting for it to end. I found it to be so dumb and the title did not match the book at all. Like it was really, really frustrating. I gave it a three, which I feel was generous, but I did finish it, so that's a decent sign yeah then I was feeling curious about the Titanic so of
3: course goes from
1: so I read the ship of dreams the sinking of the Titanic and the end of the Edwardian era by Gareth Russell just to get some more interesting factoids about the Titanic which I got but at the end of the day I do think that you could just watch the movie you know I, I like there's the Titanic is such an interesting fascinating story but at the end of the day like it's it's pretty limited like those were the people who were on it this is what happened it was like five days and sunk within a few hours like there's not that much more there. I heard they hit yeah. an iceberg. Right <laughs> they hit an iceberg so I gave that three stars and then I read The Portrait of a Mirror and I gave that five stars so it was actually a pretty good month for me three five-star books I'm really generous with my ratings. Yeah we can tell. Uh, yeah as evidenced by. Uh... Listen fucking snatcher listen to you.
2: What about what about right over there too she's on my side. Yeah but you are supposed to counsel it's exactly. about counselors and camper Snitch. This was really your biography. Mm.
1: I agree. I was thinking about you the whole time. I was so. I was like, I'm so excited for a Counselor to start reading it because then she'll be like, Oh my god, it's AC. Instead, <laughs> you were like, hey, I actually, literally
3: texted her. I was like, I'm It's FC. F- F- she was the French camper
1: yeah oh she was French camera for sure okay so that's that on that and now it is time to hear what we're reading next month we have a snitch's choice which is always the perfect fold from a dana's choice but like honestly my choice is a little different your choice is a little dana-y yeah Mm.
3: it is called we are the brennans by tracy
1: lange and it's about some family drama it's in the description. They compared it to two books, and one of them was "Ask Again, Yes" by Mary Beth love King, that, that me, book. Dana, and Rebecca all read, and we loved. all loved. Loved. It's not super snitchy that book, but it, it was really good. So I and it literally
3: was, came out um, seven
1: days ago. I love oh, when the perfect. redheads are current mm-hmm. and on top Same. of things. Like we're just so fabulous. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for another wonderful episode of the Redheads Book Club. Always great catching up. Maybe the next one will be harmonious. Maybe not, but you can always expect a diverse array of opinions here at the Redheads, and we'd love to see it. You certainly can. So we will see you on the next one, the first Thursday in September, barring I don't cancel everyone's plans again. And thank you for keeping up with us. Make sure to follow us at the Redheads. Join our Facebook group, and let's get chatting about books. And also, always hit us with recommendations. I feel like all of us have gotten... Such good recommendations from redheads. You know, comment on the Instagram, tag us. We pretty much see all of it. So hit us up. Bye. Bye.